This episode is sponsored by KIS Academics. Find private tutoring and online courses, including a free one that I did about mastering LinkedIn on kisacademics.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Student Space. In this episode, I'm joined by Harry, who completed a Bachelor of Applied Science and Masters of Physiotherapy at La Trobe University. We break down each year of his physiotherapy degree, we talk about placement, and he shares how you can gain more experience outside of university in a physiotherapy field. I'd like to begin by respectfully acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians on this land on which this podcast is recorded on. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening to this podcast. Welcome, Harry, to an episode of The Student Space. Like I ask everyone today, just start off by telling us who you are and what you wanted to be when you were younger. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for the uh, introduction and thanks for having me on the podcast, Mia. So when I was younger, and this is talking primary school sort of age, I always thought about being a scientist because I was really interested in learning about the sciences. And uh, my parents got me these huge encyclopedias based around like space and biology and all that sort of stuff. So I was really intrigued uh, from a really young age. And then as I sort of grew up and going through high school and whatnot, I pretty much knew what I didn't want to be. And that was sitting behind a desk, uh, nine to five sort of business. In high school, I was still really intrigued about uh, learning about sciences, specifically PE, the human body and how it functions. At the same time, I started developing a sort of, um, I guess, personality where I just really liked helping people, which later on led me into a couple of other leadership Uh, positions but I really enjoyed helping people whether it be um, through any hardships or if they had you know any injuries uh, things like that at the time I was you know just relaying off Dr Google but that sort of started me off yeah it sort of started me off on I guess my journey as a physiotherapist where um, here today I'm helping people uh, with their uh, body and whatever injuries they might come across so yeah that's pretty much how it all sort of started. Love it. And it's nice because you do kind of have a bit of a science background as a physiotherapist as well, because it is the science of the body and how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the, the fundamentals of physiotherapy do come down to your understanding of how the human body works. Absolutely. And so let's talk about your high school days. What was your high school experience like? I understand you did VCE. What subjects did you do? Yeah. So I went to Melbourne High School. Um, in South Yarra and so my VC experience was um, pretty enjoyable like I was surrounded by a lot of like-minded I guess students who were really high achievers as well and so everyone was sort of helping each other out to um, you know get their best study score and best ATAR uh, possible. In terms of subjects I and it's gone back a couple of years but I studied English, math, uh, maths methods, PE, psychology, biology, and health and human development. So very, I guess, science-y based with a couple of like other uh, subjects in there as well. I guess my favorite subject would have been PE and um, I was fortunate enough to get a 47 study score and ducks for the school. So that really backed me up going into physiotherapy. 
That's incredible. Congrats. Thank you. And so in high school, what were your aspirations for university? So was it in year 12 that you had your heart set on more study and heart set on physiotherapy? Yeah. So leading up to VCE, um, so from year seven until 10, I was honestly pretty slack and uh, playing a lot of video games instead of studying. (laughs) And then um, towards the end of year 10, something just clicked. I can't can't remember when or how or what caused it, but I just knew that I really had to kick things into gear um, to make sure that, you know, I was set up properly to get into the course that I wanted and the career that I wanted. So in year, years 11 and 12, that's when I really started focusing on studying and through actually putting my head down and studying, I really enjoyed learning about the sciences and PE and how the human body works. And then at the end of year 11, I left it a bit late. Um, At the end of year 11, that's when I started looking at uh, the different courses and careers that were available in that field. So started very broad and looking at things like sports science, physiotherapy was in there as well. Um, And even just like a, uh, your standard bachelor of science uh, degree. And then yeah, pretty much in year 12, after having a chat to uh, my careers counsellor and actually having a look at what I wanted to do. Um, that's when I really wanted to study physiotherapy. Excellent. And so you wanted to go to physiotherapy at La Trobe. Was that your first preference? And if not, what were your other options that you were thinking about? Yeah, so um, it was my first preference and there were a few factors leading um, up into that. So the first one would have been, I guess, its reputation. So I'd talked to uh, a couple of, of my older friends and a couple of my teachers and they really recommended uh, La Trobe University for the physiotherapy course. Um, They just said they knew a lot of physios that graduated from the course and um, they were spectacular so I went with their word. There was also um, the opportunity for the Aspire program which was I believe in its second year. Uh, That really helped me to um, get into the course itself. Um, Also the proximity so I live in Thomastown which is about uh, 10, 15 minutes away uh, from La Trobe. And that made it a lot easier um, to get to uni on those days where you really don't want to go to uni. That made uh, quite a bit of a difference. Totally fair enough. And that's what some students who are listening should consider is don't worry too much about the best course for the thing that you want to study. Also think about the other factors, like how close you live to the place, because it really does make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like it could be the best course in the world, but if it's like two hours away and you're only, you only end up rocking up maybe half the time, then you're not going to make the most out of um, their resources. Absolutely. And so any prerequisites for the subject? Now I understand you did a huge range. So you did like health, you did PE, you did methods, you kind of almost did everything. Did they, were they necessary for the course? Um, I'd, I'd honestly say um, just skimming the surface, none of the subjects are really necessary, but they definitely helped me out in first and second year, especially PE and biology. Biology was most uh, relatable to um, your human biosciences where you're learning about physiology and anatomy and PE was a really great backbone into um, knowing about the energy systems and the different muscle groups um, which is what you really need to know um, like the back of your hand as a physiotherapist. Okay cool and how did you not or had someone not done PE or not done health or bio 
would they be a disadvantage or does the course start perhaps in the first year as like a clean slate? Yeah, so the the first year course when I was studying it, it pretty much started off as a clean slate. So you'd have students who hadn't um, studied those subjects yet and they would pretty much go in um, on the same sort of uh, starting ground as everyone else. I guess for the students who had studied those previously, it wouldn't mean that um, they wouldn't have to spend the same amount of time studying the same content or if they did study it, they would pick it up uh, faster because they had already visited that um, material. Okay, makes sense. And so let's chat about like the first day or really the first year of what university was like. How did you find the transition from being a high school student to then a university student? Yeah, so it was actually quite a big, I guess, difference going from high school to uni. The whole, I guess, theme is that at uni you're treated more um, like an adult and um, you have adult expectations like come to class on time, um, doing your homework and all your assignments and nobody's really going to tell you when something is due. I learned that the hard way but luckily I didn't fail any of my uh, subjects because of it but yeah it's definitely a big step up from uh, high school where you have your teachers who see you um, every um, second day or third day uh, telling you don't forget your assignments due this week in university they'll say okay your uh, don't forget your assignments were due at 9am this morning <laughs> and you'll sit there going like oh okay <laughs> so I guess the autonomy that you get moving from year 12 to university is really great as well you get to do all sorts of things in your spare time but then again it also teaches you how to uh, be more responsible as well with your time. So in terms of my personal sort of first year experience, um, it was great. We had about six contact hours in first semester. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was it was very um, low face-to-face contact hours. We did have about, let's say, 10 contact hours online, but even that, that was quite minimal and they were all pre-recorded so you could revisit them later on. Yeah, so I pretty much took up a cert for in uh, the allied health assistance course at the same uh, time yeah, at the same time yeah wow tell me about this so okay let's just do a bit of a recap so i understand in the first year it's a bachelor of applied science and so you mentioned that the contact hours are really minimum is this because everyone doing an applied science course so whether it's podiatry or physiotherapy or nursing do all the same core units is that correct yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's and right. so you mentioned that you're doing another certificate at the same time of uni. Tell me about this. Yeah. So it was a cert for allied health assistant course. Essentially, the cert for allied health assistant course was a pretty much an extra course that I did on top of uni, and that was based around pretty much getting you to be an allied health assistant. Um, so essentially, in my case, a physiotherapist assistant. I pretty much did the course with the intention of working. Um, while getting it for it to get me some work in a physiotherapy practice uh, before I uh, started working full-time. And it was honestly like a really great course because it taught you all the skills um, that you pretty much needed to know as a physiotherapist, um, including like, I guess, handling patients, teaching exercises, and um, I guess really big on communication. They weren't affiliated in any way. um, I pretty much just picked it up because it was a long story, but we went to... Uh, exercise research australia in year 12 um just for like a, uh, a pe class and um they took down some contacts and 
uh, yeah, they told us that they had this course um, for physiotherapy um, students or exercise science students um, who wanted to be an allied health assistant. So yeah, it was um, an awesome experience and it pretty much filled in the gap that there wasn't much physiotherapy in first year because of that the the core first year common first year yeah it pretty much just made it so um yeah i pretty much uh got the physiotherapy experience firsthand in first year instead of having to wait in second and third year now this is great and i want to tell all students who are listening this is like an extra curricular, like Harry's gone above and beyond to get this certification, like this certificate, which has not only kind of popped him above everyone else studying physiotherapy, but it's enabled him to get jobs that other students aren't able to get because they're not qualified to, to do so, which I think it's a really smart move when you are in those first years to kind of upskill quickly to further your future career. It's awesome. Yeah. It, um, I saw the effects definitely in second year where um a lot of my fellow colleagues were asking me it was like oh like how do you know how to do all this already or like how are you so good at this already and i was like oh i've done this course and blah 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 um and then people started catching on and they started like doing the course as well in second and um third year so yeah it it felt really rewarding to have done that in first year and to get like a step ahead and then um that set me up for a couple of different roles later on as well career-wise love it and so okay i'm assuming in the first year you've got a generic physiology and you got like a biology maybe bioscience anatomy classes yeah so you're learning all the base which is which is great but how do you get assessed on all this yeah so uh in terms of um your biosciences um they were more or less your sit down sort of quiz um, exam type test in second year you'd have your uh, anatomy test where uh, they had these tests called flag tests so you'd have the human cadaver um, pretty much uh, in a room um, if you guys don't know what a cadaver is it's uh, essentially a dead body that's been donated into science um, and they've been dissected uh, essentially the lab technicians will put uh, these little flags on a specific body part um, let's say it's a specific muscle or a nerve or a tendon and uh, you'll pretty much have a piece of paper and you have to fill out what you think that uh, structure is. So that was like a really great way to um, get to know your anatomy um, because nowadays um, whenever I look at someone, um, I pretty much try and imagine them without their skin and uh, it's pretty much all the muscles and tendons and nerves and try to figure out what's happening at a uh, anatomical level. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. From there, I understand you've got some flag tests and then you've got exam type quizzes. Were there any practical tests that you had to go physically and do something? The practical tests were more in second and third year and they were a bit more physiotherapy specific. Yep. So the practical test would be more physiotherapy based skills, which might be testing uh, shoulder range, um, testing um, some um, performing some physiotherapy tests like uh, Hawkins Kennedy for the shoulder um, or you could do like hip uh, internal external rotation range um, those sort of tests and they were more to practice your manual handling skills to see if you're proficient enough in performing these tests to find um, I guess well leading up to the cause of a specific injury okay 
Cool. Okay. And so I know we mentioned this, but you actually did a real big breadth in VCE with subject wise, but if you had to go back or if you were talking to a year 10 or 11 student and they wanted to be a physio, what subjects would you say do it and it will help you so much in uni? Yeah, I think my top two would be PE and biology. So PE will cover you in terms of, well, it's been a while since I've studied the um, the course for VCPE, but from when I studied it, they um, looked into human anatomy. Um, so you learn about the different major muscle groups and um, your energy systems, uh, which is more important in a sports science setting, but um, still relevant in a a physiotherapy setting and in terms of biology uh, you just can't go wrong with biology learning about how um, the cells uh, of the human body are working um, even things like mutations and whatnot um, can be really intriguing as well and um, I guess some aspects of anatomy but I honestly can't remember too much from VC biology as well. No, that's fine. You've got some good recommendations, bio and PE for anyone listening. And so I wanted to ask about, did you start the course with anyone else that you know? Because I know a lot of students are really scared of starting uni with not knowing anyone. So any advice for making friends or settling in? Yeah, so I started off the course um, pretty much by myself. So I had a couple of friends from high school that did do the course as well. But and we were scattered across the um, different classes. So I didn't really have um, anyone that I knew um, in terms of like my high school group. Because of the Aspire program, we did have an event beforehand. So I had met a couple of other people that were going into the uh, physiotherapy course and some of the other allied health courses. I met them previously as well. And I had known some of them first year classes. So um, sort of stuck with them for a bit and um, they became some uh, really good friends to talk to and, um, yeah, it really helped the transition into university and social life at university, I guess. I want to ask now about the rest of the course. So we've done the first year. Let's talk more when the physio side really kicks in. So I understand that it takes, I'm guessing, two and a half, three years to really finish the applied science bit of the course and then you transition to the Masters of Physiotherapy. Did you find that this was a big jump? Um Yes, I would say um, straight up, yes. Uh, third year is when we really started honing into um, the three fields of physiotherapy, so musculoskeletal, cardiorespiratory, and neurological. And that was pretty much the biggest, like the big boss battle that you find at the end of like a video game. Um, it was pretty hard. And I think for the first time in like my university um, sort of studies that's when I like I really started finding it mentally challenging and that I really needed to uh, consolidate things and talk things out with um, some other people so like my partner and some friends and whatnot but not to scare anyone because the good thing is is that the physiotherapy course has actually been um, fully revised so um, instead of it being like two years of applied science then two years of your master's of physio it's essentially a four-year physiotherapy course now, which means you start physiotherapy in your first year and it, it would make the transition um, throughout the years a lot more uh, easier instead of it starting off really easy, really easy, and then really shooting up really hard. For a lot of students, people found it quite mentally uh, taxing. Yeah, totally. And you know what? I know a few other students studying physiotherapy and they've said the same thing, but they all have come out the end alive and 
really well equipped for the profession anyway, yeah. but it's nice yeah. to see that they have rejigged the course um, as well. I did want to touch on one thing before we continue. Can you tell me about the Aspire program? So how did you find out what the Aspire program is and talk me through about applying for it and what it helped you to do? Yeah, so the Aspire program is a program that essentially helps people who are doing a bit more in the community, uh, whether it be uh, volunteering um, in the external I guess, local community or even contributing to the school community. So this could be uh, having roles such as like house captain, school captain, um, SRCs, um, things like that. Essentially, Latrobe wants to reward those students because they recognise that they're trying to make a difference in the community. So some of the main perks is that um, you'll get a conditional offer, which means you'll pretty much have an ATAR that they specify that you need to get. You need to get all the other prerequisites, um, into, like subject prerequisite, and then you'll essentially get guaranteed entry into that course. That's great. Yeah. And so it's not just for physiotherapy. I understand a lot of people do get or do apply for the Aspire program for physiotherapy just because it's renowned for a really high ATAR. Yeah. Um, so pretty much they apply for it in hope that the high ATAR, which perhaps is like 96 gets reduced to a 93 or a 92 for example but it can be applied to other courses as well yeah so um pretty much nearly all of the latrobe courses do have an aspire i guess offer for them um the best way is to make an application um through the latrobe website and i believe applications are open at the moment time of this podcast so yeah if you're in year 12 um and you're looking to uh, get some help or get recognized for your community efforts, then yeah, make sure that you make an application. And for those in year 11, it might be, and year 11 and uh, lower, there might be something that you're thinking about for uh, year uh, year 12. Totally. Okay. And so we're in third year of our course. And now I'm wondering, are there any fun electives outside of either applied science or masters of physiotherapy that you can choose to do? Um, In terms of the course that I went through the only space for or room for electives were in first year and I picked some pretty stock standard electives so I picked medical terminology and nutrition so both I guess still in that medical um, allied health sort of field but I do know a friend who did uh, economics as his elective and he pretty much just did it on a whim and he found it quite enjoying um, just a different change of pace I suppose but otherwise in terms of electives (laughs) I didn't spend too much time um, going through all of I guess the electives and seeing what sort of tickled my pickle. Yeah totally fair enough and so now let's talk about the huge part of applied science degrees and I know this is the question that everyone has what on earth is placement like and what are the requirements so when was your first placement experience? So um, I guess my first placement experience, not through Latrobe, would have been through the Cert for Allied Health course. Yep. Um, and those had um, placement hours integrated into it as well. So um, essentially, we would go out to either schools or recreational centres and we'd be running exercise programs for people with disabilities, uh, elderly people with cardiac conditions, elderly people with osteoarthritis. So that was probably one of the first tastes of placement life in terms of, I guess, getting my foot into the industry. That really set me up into uh, placement at Latrobe because I had already sort of knew what I was expecting 
I guess, to do, which was essentially go into a certain environment, pretty much act as a physiotherapist and get people better. So that would have been, I guess, the first instance of placement. Um, in terms of placement at La Trobe, the first placement that I did was a musculoskeletal placement at the Northern uh, Health in Epping. And that was a really big eye opener into, oh, okay, this is physio life in a hospital. And this is what's required of me to work as a physiotherapist at a hospital. This is the knowledge that I need to know. Um, this is how I need to handle patients and um, that sort of stuff. Wow. Okay. And so in third year is your first placement at La Trobe. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So for the physiotherapy course, um, it was the second semester of third year. Okay. And so how often do you go? How does it work? Yeah. So um, at La Trobe, it's pretty much a five-week uh, period and you go four days a week. So it's pretty much 20 days in total of placement. You pretty much start from 8 a.m. in the morning, finish around four, four o'clock uh, in the afternoon. Just depends on whichever placement that you're on. Okay, makes sense. And do you want to just tell me the different types of placement? So you said that there's musculoskeletal, hang on, I can't even pronounce it, musculoskeletal. Then there's, I'm guessing, neuro, cardio. Can you tell me the difference between those two placements or even the different types of placements? Yeah, so um, I guess you can categorize the placements based on their location. So you'll have hospital placements, community placements, private practice placement. And then even within those, within the hospital, you might have acute care, which is, um, let's say, on the wards where people are coming in for to get a really ongoing, um, I guess, care every day or even twice a day. And then you might have your outpatients where people will come back to the hospital after they've been sent home and they come for um, maybe weekly or twice a weekly um, exercise or checkups, that sort of stuff. In terms of musculoskeletal, um, if you were doing an acute placement, that might look like an orthopedics sort of ward. So uh, where you're managing people with fractured uh, neck of femurs, so fractured hip, um, fractured um, shoulders, uh, shoulder dislocations, uh, that sort of, those sort of presentations. Whereas an outpatient musculoskeletal, you might be looking at people with ongoing back pain or someone who has had a fracture, but they've been in a cast for six weeks and now they're coming back to the hospital to um, get rid of it. I understand that there are placement opportunities in hospitals, in private practices or community rehab centres. Do you get an opportunity to do a placement in like a gym-based setting? Yeah, so from what I know, there aren't any gym-specific placement opportunities at the moment because that's something that I am trying to work on. And um, as Zenith itself builds up, I would like to be able to take a couple of students into the gyms and get them trained into that sort of environment. At the time of this recording, um, from what I know, there's no opportunities for gym-specific ones. I do know that there are some clinics that have their own gym space there, but predominantly it's still um, a lot of the time in the physiotherapy rooms and not so much time in the gyms itself. Okay. Well, maybe in the future we, we can wait and see. Yeah. And so do you have to find your own university placement or does Latrobe say, okay, you go here, you go there? So the placement team at Latrobe will um, more or less dictate where you're going. Um, you do have a bit of leeway and you can put some preferences in. 
but um, because of the amount of students that they have to manage, it's pretty much their sort of jurisdiction as to where you're going based on, um, I guess, your location is the best way to put it. You do have two elective placements at the end of your course and you'll put your preferences in for those two elective placements. Cool. And so what if a student wants to gain more experience outside of university? So I understand you did your allied health course, which was awesome. Any other things students can do to really gain more work experience? Yeah, so um, some of the different roles that I went through personally were a sports trainer job at a other a footy club, soccer club, even basketball clubs. Um, footy and soccer are probably the two biggest sports that are looking for sports trainers. Those roles there will um, be really great in terms of sports medicine, um, managing acute injuries, um, performing things like massage, taping and whatnot. So if you're looking to becoming a sports physiotherapist or um, a physiotherapist in like an exercise-based position, those are extremely good roles um, and good jobs to get into. Uh, another thing would also be to try and find a physiotherapy clinic that uh, if you've done your allied health assistant course or you're at the end of your third year, you're able to work as an allied health assistant by default. I'm not 100% too sure, but that's uh, what a lot of the students have told me. Yeah. I have heard that too. Yep. Yeah. So if you've got those behind you, you can work in a clinic as an assistant and um, the clinic that I worked at um, gave me some really great opportunities to um, practice my skills on uh, clients and um, really make me feel like I was a junior physiotherapist. That's great. Excellent. Okay. What about any other university experiences? Now, I understand COVID has messed up a couple of, of our plans, but any opportunity to go on exchange or travel overseas, interstate? Yeah. So, um with Latrobe, they did offer quite a few uh, overseas trips. So even starting from year uh, second year, um, they had a couple of overseas opportunities for physiotherapists. And then there were a couple of elective placements that were based overseas as well. So yeah, there were quite a few opportunities that uh, you could go to um, during your time in the physiotherapy course. Cool. And what about opportunities to network? So why would a student want to network and go to some of these events? Yeah, so some of the networking events um, would be, I guess, personal development events, either run by the APA or any other, um, I guess, physiotherapy body. Um, and they're great ways to meet other physiotherapy students from other universities, um, great ways to um, meet other physiotherapists. And they can pretty much be the gateway into you working at a practice, for instance. So if you meet a physiotherapist, make a really great impression on them, then, um, you know, you, you might ask them if you'd, um, if they'd be happy if you could shadow them for uh, one or two days a week, um, get your skills up, and um, they might even offer you a job afterwards, which is, it's perfect. Awesome. And so what about nearing the end of your degree? So I understand you've done a four-year course, you've done lots of placements, lots of extracurricular placements with the Allied Health Certification as well. What jobs are available when you finish? Yep, so there's quite a wide range of jobs uh, that you can go into. Uh, hospital jobs, uh, private practice jobs, community jobs. Um, you can even start working for yourself as well, which is sort of what I've been doing um, at this time. Um, I'd say in hindsight, it's probably a good idea to be working um, at a, a clinic or someone who's already been established at this point. 
um, unless you're willing to, you know, make a couple of sacrifices along the way and um, you've got the time and finances to go on your own for a bit. Cool. We will talk about that coming up, but I've got another question about your end of the degree. So would you ever consider more study after uni? And is it common for once you finish the degree to go back to uni? Yeah, so there's a couple of courses that you can do after you graduate. They're a bit more specialised and it's recommended that you do have a couple of years of physiotherapy um, practical work behind you first before you do them. Notably, the Masters of Sports Physiotherapy or the Masters of Musculoskeletal Physiotherapy or there's a couple of other different courses that you can do as well. They're essentially more specialised into those specific fields um, of physio. So I think it's more so a good idea to get some practical experience first before doing those courses so that you can uh, relate to them a bit more and apply them to your own practice. Okay, that makes sense. And so let's now talk about you and your personal career journey because I understand when a lot of students finish their physio degree, they either go or typically go work in hospitals or rehab centers and some in private practice. But you have started your own business and you've gone out on your own. Can you tell me about this and how did you start this up as a recent graduate? Yeah, so um, I started Zenith, which is essentially my physiotherapy business, um, honestly, before graduating. So I was doing some work on a couple of friends who knew I was a student and um, they still wanted to support me anyway. So I came up with the name, um, started you know making a logo and all that stuff just to keep it I guess, a bit separate to my personal sort of self. And then, uh, yeah, it pretty much kicked off really well throughout um, university. And I decided that I wanted to keep going on with it to see how far I could take it. And then, you know, if I did not succeed or didn't do too well, I could always go back to the fallback option, which would be like working at a clinic or at a hospital or something like that. I guess the biggest reason why I started it was... I just felt like um, I couldn't sit in a room all day working um, patient after patient after patient. Um, And my passion lies within the gym. And I really wanted to set myself in the gym space as a physiotherapist there. How does it work? What's going on in COVID? Are you seeing clients? I remember last year when COVID first hit, I pretty much ceased all, um, I guess, consults, which was okay because I was still studying at the time. Whereas this year... Um, with lockdown after lockdown, I've pretty much just kept operating just because, you know, that's what we need to do at the moment. Focusing more on, I guess, content creation on Instagram and whatnot as well um, to get the persona of Zenith uh, out there um, and trying to facilitate some, I guess, networking uh, with Dermot Gym, which is where I'm going to be uh, setting up. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's been my dream for the past couple of years. And um, I actually work part-time at Dermot Gym as well as a casual. So that's pretty much been my step um, into the door, into getting Zenith into a gym space and um, really getting into that um, gym training, bodybuilding, powerlifting sort of scene. That is amazing. So I was going to ask you, what's the big long-term goal? Obviously, I was going to ask, was it to have your own business or you have your own clinic, which you're already almost on the way, seems like it. Yeah, yeah. So back then when I first started physio, the dream was work in private practice, um, see like 30 clients a day, 
um, pull in the big bucks and drive around in Mercedes. And then yep. the that sort of side grew out of me very quickly. And um, all I knew that I wanted to do was to help people, um, to give them the best sort of physiotherapy possible. Do it in a way that, you know, I can go to work every day um, and feel really, really happy about where I am at the moment. That's really lovely to hear. It's nice. Now, I end by asking everyone the same question. And it's what is something that you wish you knew when you were in year 11 and year 12? Yeah, I think the biggest thing um, to me would be knowing how to step outside of my comfort zone um, on a more regular basis and really just take the risks as they come. Really divulging into that you only live once mentality, not taking extremely stupid risks, but taking risks risks where you know they have a low consequence like there's there's a I guess the consequences aren't as severe as you might think they'd be so that's probably one thing that I'd um, tell all of the people out there um, who are either in year 11 year 12 or even in uni just take those um, just take those risks because for me personally I haven't really gotten um, anywhere without taking um, substantial risks that's great. Some good advice. And I know as a 17, 18-year-old, we're often scared, but I know looking back now and what you've done and what you've achieved, it's nice to know that, hey, you would have worked, everything would have worked out fine. Yeah, exactly. Like I've done like heaps of like stupid decisions, um, which, you know, whether financial or career-wise, but um, in the end, I've been able to recover from them. So honestly, don't really have any regrets in terms of those decisions because end of the day the biggest thing that you get out of it is experience and knowledge definitely absolutely well that does conclude our chat i'm so thankful for you joining us today if any student has any question about latrobe or physio or even starting their own little side business i'll pop all your details in the description but to find you on instagram it's zenith so z n t h dot rehab cool thank you mia if you like this episode of The Student Space, you can find us on Instagram at the.studentspace and it's just The Student Space on Facebook and LinkedIn. Also, if you have any requests for podcast episodes in the future, do reach out to us on Instagram DM and I'll make that happen. If you'd like to support us further, follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Alternatively, I would love for you to leave a review. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.